drinking water, you're going to be exposed every time you take a drink. If you are, if you have these compounds in the air. Robert Vickers of the Govey Twins, and you're listening to 90.7 FM, WGXC, Acre. Everybody's waiting for a man with a plan, back in the White House again. Tune in at 3 p.m. Christmas Eve for one of the last episodes ever of Donald Trump Theater, and it's the final holiday episode ever. Spend Christmas Eve with Rudy Giuliani. Rudy with your Rogaine roots, help me hide my prostitutes. Melania Trump. Who gives a f- And of course, our hero, Donald Trump. We're going to eat reindeer and celebrate the great day that Santa and Mrs. Claus gave birth to our great savior, Jason Christ. On one of the final episodes ever and the last ever Christmas episode of Donald Trump Theater at 3 p.m. Christmas Eve on the radio at WGXC 90.7 FM. Screw yourselves, screw yourselves, I will go away. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of The Rodney Shop in Catskill, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. And now your feature presentation. This is Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda here on WGXC 90.7 FM. It's a movie talk show where we just, you know, have a chat about different movies of a different theme every uh, other Tuesday, twice a month, the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) How's it going? Oh, it's good. Just another beautiful, uh, chilly day here. In the Hudson Valley. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's um, beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Whoa. <laughs> everywhere I go. Uh, <laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you might guess just from that little, um, what do they call them in video games? Eggshells? Nutmegs? What is it? Easter egg? Easter egg. <laughs> um, from that little Easter egg. Uh, it's um, it's a Christmas theme. It's a holiday theme show. It's a it's a holiday one. We're here today to talk to you about the holidays. Exactly, exactly. But before we get into it, Jenny, I want to ask you, what have you been watching lately? Well, what have I been watching lately? Great question. <laughs> you know, I just I knew you were going to ask me, but again, I'm just like, oh no, what am I going to say? You can um, always pivot to books, you know. That's true, and maybe <laughs> maybe today's the day. I haven't read anything lately though, so it won't work. Um, I actually, I just started watching last night. This is not what I was planned to talk about, but it's taking over now. Um, I started watching Battlestar Galactica last night, dude. <gasps> the the 2000s? Yeah, the, it, uh, from 2003. <laughs> um, okay, w- let, let me be the first to tell you, probably not the first to tell you, but welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that show. Um, oddly, I have never seen the last two episodes, which is when I say that to people who have seen all of it, they're like, you're bonkers. What was, what's, what's wrong with you? Seems like a weird choice. <laughs> just, I to, just 
skip the last two. Then I didn't even mean to. I just, it was so weird. But well, anyways. <laughs> I, well, I just embarked on my journey. Um, you know, it's not technically a TV show, but because it starts with a miniseries, that's basically two movies. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just going to pigeon, like, you know, shoehorn it in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's one of those things I've been meaning to watch for literally almost two decades. Um, but I never got around to it and it's time. Um, so yeah, if you, I mean, once I get to the end, if you want to just like watch those last two episodes with me, you could do that I would together. Love to. I would love to. I, I'll probably have to find a spot to kind of wedge myself back in to give myself a little primer yeah, again. A little refresh. It's technically a mini series. Is that what you said? I know the first episode is like movie length. Yeah. It's like the first. So it's, it's like, there's like five seasons or something, but then the first two episodes, it's, I guess it's called a mini series, but it's two episodes that are both an hour and a half long. So it's like, it's just two movies. And mm. then, and then they're like, okay, here's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's that. right. That's right. I remember um, that because I feel like I've tried to show it to people where I'm like, let's watch the pilot episode. And then we watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, what? Let's, when it came out, I remember I tried to watch it with my mom because we watched a lot of sci-fi TV together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started with the first episode and we were both like, what is happening? This is really confusing. I don't understand. And like, didn't stick with it because... Uh, it turns out we had missed three hours of content that you need need to know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, it's really weird to see all of these like people who I recognize because they're in Battlestar Galactica, but I don't know anything about them because I've never seen it. Uh, But yeah, I'm having a great time so far. It's, I have a great time. Um, Here's a little uh, contemporary crossover. As we learned from the hit docuseries, The Vow, multiple <laughs> cast members of Battlestar Galactica ended up in Nexium. Really interesting. Yeah. I didn't finish yeah. the Vow, so I didn't get that far. But yeah. uh, wow, okay, I'm going to be looking out for that while I yep. continue to watch. I'm <laughs> 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 trying to spot the cultists. Spot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I I remember it being so fun. It's yeah, fun. it's really, I'm really enjoying it. It's like, I mean, it's so heavy, which is not really my bag but it's working yeah. for me so far and I do I am really enjoying the like 2003 CGI oh the, <laughs> the 2003 energy in general is just kind of real thick yeah for sure <laughs> thick in Battlestar Galactica <laughs> and I know there are people who are really like um there's kind of obviously not everyone's like this but there are some that are like diehard uh original series because mm-hmm. obviously Battlestar Galactica from the early 2000s is a remake of the original series from the 70s I think yeah I think so um and there's plenty of people that are like I don't touch the new stuff like you know? <laughs> what a weird choice <laughs> I know because like the one from the 70s isn't very good so yeah but yeah uh, Amanda what have you been watching lately well it's funny you should ask I have also been watching a science fiction tv series um I just finished watching the first season of Raised by Wolves which is streaming on HBO Max and it's fresh brand spanking new. It's from 2020. (laughs) Um, And it is, sorry, I just want to pull up a little more about it because I was like, you know, I'd heard, I came in late to it because I'd I'd heard a lot of people talking about it and they're like, Oh, the new Ridley Scott TV show. Um, And he's actually the executive, just, you know, the executive producer or the first two episodes are directed by him, but it says it's created by Aaron uh, Guzikowski, oh. who I'm not familiar with. Yeah, um, me neither. That's really interesting. Yeah. And it's, I'm having, I'll, I'll say this out front. I've, I've had a lot of fun with this first season. Most of my loved ones who've seen it, um, you included, Jenny, have been like, <laughs> Eh, I like pretty much everybody I know who, who started watching it, didn't finish it and was like, it's fine. I just didn't care. Um, and I think it really helped that I was watching it while I was working because I think maybe if I was just sitting on my couch watching it, I would have lost interest potentially, but, um, I had a really fun time and I feel like part of that too, was I had low expectations and I really leaned into the fact that it's at times like an android relationship drama 
<laughs> um, the plot of it is that um, two androids have been uh, sent from by whom we don't know to um, an un uncolonized planet um, with all of these human embryos and they have the technology to birth them and raise them. And um, so they, these two androids start this family, this like colonized family um, and they're discovering new things about the planet and a lot more happens. There's actually um, back on earth, there's like a religious war happening and like uh Ridley. Yeah, Ridley. (laughs) Refugees from that war um, come to the planet and there's, that's a whole dramatic thing. Um, But I'm, I actually had a lot of fun, like I said, leaning into the relationship between the two parent androids, which are named mother and father. Um, They like, if it was a show that was about this kind of Swiss family Robinson family um, growing up on this planet and having drama, like interpersonal drama and learning how to live. I'd watch it for like 18 seasons. <laughs> yeah. you Honestly, hearing you talk about it really makes me want to dip back in because I watched the first two or three and was like, yeah, totally. But then didn't continue, not for any particular reason. But um, yeah, this thinking about it more as like a, oh, I would like to see this like kind of soapy yeah interpersonal yeah if you like go into it knowing that like a lot of people don't really like it like I said I had low expectations and then also was able to like kind of like how um sorry to reveal this Jenny but how you were able to lean into Alien Covenant um (laughs) you don't need to reveal this I'm not ashamed of loving Alien Covenant it's true it's true (laughs) I was like really able to lean into this mess and like it kind of makes sense as a former or actually always a lost fan um, <laughs> it has some kind of like lost energy in a yeah, way to me. it does some I totally see that because it's something about the like format does really remind me of shows of that era which also Battlestar Galactica is giving me as well where I'm like totally when was the last time I saw a show that was structured like this 2005 yeah. and I'm yeah. so glad to be back <laughs> yeah it's like pretty messy and like there's yeah there's relationship drama and then also like each episode ends with something mysterious and ominous and um like they really give you like too many twists and turns yeah the last episode my mouth my my bottom jaw was like on the floor I was like what is happening this is okay. so weird it was wow it's so weird, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, I'm psyched. Okay, I'm really psyched to get back into it because that that's actually like the kind of endorsement that I'm looking for. Because also, yeah. like, I feel I mean, there's so much like quote unquote prestige TV now that I'm just I like, know. oh, like, what are we even doing? But when it's yeah. something like that where it's just like, okay, it looks like a prestige TV show because it obviously has a massive budget, but it's like trying to be, I think it is trying to be. It's oh, I'm sure, but like. So, because it's not living up to it sometimes that can really like sour it but in other ways if you do just lean into it and you're just like well this is this weird goofy thing I'm watching yeah. you can still really enjoy it yeah so that really that's bringing me back I'm yeah. probably gonna finish Race by Wolves <laughs> oh my god please do and let me know what you think and you're so right about bringing up like the that being a format of like the early 2000s this kind of like th- there is an overarching plot but each episode has its own little challenge that it's trying to deal with Um, totally yeah so that's raised by wolves ridley scott product let's say um (laughs) uh and that's streaming on hbo max um and it's brand new it's from 2020 and that's what i've been watching lately yes my only my like the the strongest impression that i got from raised by wolves was in like the first episode when um the androids have to produce these babies they pull Mm -hmm. them out of these like gelatin cubes and it was so horrible (laughs) it's really gross uh, I hate that I feel like there's so many shows with birth scenes in them right now and I just like can't handle it yeah no matter (laughs) what kind it is and that one's just they're just coming out of jello but for me I had to look away and I'm not very squeamish but I couldn't handle the jello (laughs) yeah it's really gross the kind of tubs they're in are like the kind that remind me of what the um the various toppings are in in subway they're like that shape. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pull out a baby. Yeah, but I, ugh, it's, there's fun, there's definitely some fun, gross 
sci-fi stuff in it. Yeah, which I do. That does appeal to me. Absolutely. And that you can trust Ridley Scott for that. Totally. Give you some gross, gross sci-fi stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, Jenny, shall we pivot <laughs> a different direction? Yes. Very different direction. Are you feeling the holiday cheer? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I wasn't really, but I watched some holiday movies and it did actually help. It totally like it started to pull me in where I was like, okay, all right. And then like it snowed and that was nice too. Yeah, that helped. That helped. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, Amanda and I have been talking a lot about like what we wanted to do for this show because we both, I don't think either of us, neither of us really watched a lot for it. Like we ordinarily would. Um, But you know, there's holiday movies are so pervasive. There's, hundreds upon hundreds of them there are just (laughs) so many and there's like the classics that everybody loves or Mm. whatever in their individual families that they have as their traditional movies and then there's others that are you know a little weirder your classic like also also a new kind of tradition of like this non-christmas movie is actually a christmas movie you know yeah what people say about die hard and gremlins and yep. others of that sort. Exactly. So it's oh, kind of like I forgot about Gremlins. Dude, Gremlins is, is that's when people are like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. My response is Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Wow, yes. But yeah, uh, I did I actually I did watch two things for this show. Let do, me hear it. Do you want to hear about them? Yes, I do. <laughs> I really want to hear about them. So I, I did want to just watch something that I hadn't seen before. Um, and I kept seeing people tweet about this and I remember when it came out, but I didn't see it at the time. Um, I'm so curious. Oh, it's a movie from 1996 called The Preacher's Wife. Oh, I'm sorry. I've never. It sounds very steamy. It is a romance. It's a romance. It stars Whitney Houston and Denzel Washington. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> It rules, I have to say. I saw a bunch of tweets being like, The Preacher's Wife is my favorite underrated Christmas movie. And I was like, interesting. I would like to I would like to know more. I'm gonna write this down right yeah. now. So the actually the other movie that I watched is called The Bishop's Wife. And The Preacher's <laughs> <laughs> Wife is a remake of The Bishop's Wife, which is from the 40s. <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> and I literally watched them back to back just because that's just the kind of energy I was feeling when I was that's, making Christmas presents the other night this isn't I would have never I guessed it's so funny because at work Jenny and I work together by the way um Jenny was like the two movies I watched were basically the same movie and I was like what does that mean they're literally the same movie <laughs> I love that yeah oh, it was wow. really fun um, so I would like to tell you now about the plot. <laughs> I'm, I am sitting cross-legged by a crackling fire waiting to hear this Christmas tale. <laughs> so it's the week before Christmas. Uh, a, a, a man of the cloth mm-hmm. and his wife. Mm-hmm. This is this is the summary for both movies, by the way. Mm, so that's I'm not going to specify said, pre- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you just call him a man of the cloth. Okay? Yeah, cool, exactly. Cool. A servant a of, of the, the Lord. A servant of the Lord. He is married to a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I know. I know this comes as a great shock. <laughs> um, and while they do love each other, they're struggling. The religious man is truly a servant of his faith and of his community. He's doing so much work trying to keep his community together, trying to keep his local church running, that he's letting his relationship with his wife fall by the wayside. And so both of them pray for help. And what should appear but an angel <laughs> to <laughs> help them solve their marital problems <laughs> and, re- <laughs> and rediscover the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Which is love in this in these movies. <laughs> the true meaning oh, of Christmas is love. Oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and I will say, Ooh. in both movies, the angel that comes down to help them does actually just seduce the wife instead. <laughs> it's kind of just what he does. Wait, for real? Yeah, but I mean, not like 
unfortunately not as much oh. as I wanted it them to oh, because okay. that is literally the reason that I watched it was because I was like I would like to see Denzel Washington as an angel is that who plays the angel yeah okay course. I was gonna ask <laughs> yeah. well, who, who plays the preacher um it's Courtney B Vance who I did not he's probably I I should have looked him up but I didn't but he he does look really familiar to me you'd probably recognize him he's okay. great also he's also very charming like I was like I want their relationship to work however <laughs> Denzel Washington comes down and he is like the most charismatic person on the whole planet and of course Whitney Houston has no choice but to fall in love with him because he's amazing yeah um and so like that's what I want yeah of Um, course (laughs) like that's what I'm looking for that's literally the reason that I watched it actually yeah um because as you may or may not know I'm both a big softie and also a big fan of like you know an interspecies (laughs) romance what are angels but (laughs) aliens what are so, yeah exactly you know, aliens know. from heaven yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a way to scooch in an alien romance movie into the holiday special and i uh, did it please <laughs> please <laughs> um and so also in the bishop's wife which is the one from the 40s carrie grant plays the angel mm-hmm. and he's also unbelievably charming and it's just yeah. like how these preachers don't stand a chance <laughs> like no. there's nothing of course not like what what do you... <sighs> <laughs> he's literally an angel he's like... <laughs> literally an angel and he's so cute both in both movies and they are literally the exact same movie <laughs> like it's it was very fun i watched the preacher's wife first and then immediately was like well, let's just toss on the bishop's wife and see what happens Why Why like not? it wasn't the plan but i just saw that it was streaming i think it's on hbo and i was just like let's do it um and both movies are pretty short. They're both like an hour and a half. And it's just nice. It's the same story both times, but I was just like, I do want to see it happen. I would like to see this happen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. wow. It's great. And it is like, there's a, a thing that's also in both movies is one of the ways that, oh, sorry. I also need to tell you, the angel's name is Dudley. <laughs> 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 Which does not... It's not like the sexiest name. No. Maybe that's why they threw it in there because they were like, we gotta like make this angel like a little less. Sexy. We gotta cool this down a little we, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a good, good boy name. You know, uh, an, uh, God's angels, Michael, Gabriel, Dudley. Everybody knows. <laughs> no. It's just incredible. I don't know who made these choices, but I'm wow. glad they did. It and brought in, me a lot in of joy. Both movies, the angel's name is Dudley. Yes. And both wow. in both movies, all the characters have the same names. Like there's literally nothing that's different. It is <laughs> unbelievably difficult thinking about Denzel Washington playing a character named Dudley. Yeah, it's really challenging. It was fortunately. Well, not for, I was like, I was like, fortunately, they don't say his name that often, but that's not true. They say his name quite a lot, oh, uh, which is challenging. But <laughs> it had to be a hard part of that job. Yeah, totally. To be like, um, and uh, D- uh, Dudley, <laughs> if you could um, just, you know, look a little bit more romantic, <laughs> but uh, something that's really cute. I mean, they both have like, I really liked about the wife movies. <laughs> but, um, they both really uh <laughs> they both had like their own kind of like um like they they both are looking for the spirit of christmas both both like romantically but also um like the subplot in both movies is that the priest is trying to or preacher is trying to um prevent the church from being like taken over by like a corporate interest classic yeah totally and it's really it's like it's actually great um I I think that it works a little bit better in the preacher's wife than it does in the bishop's wife but I also was paying less attention during the bishop's wife so that could be (laughs) incorrect (laughs) Um, but there's just something really nice about like uh it's it just had a lot of like the goodwill towards man energy of like Christmas movies that I was looking for um although it was also like explicitly religious which is not what I'm looking for it had like it was just it kind of worked for me in a in a Christmas spirity kind of way and then what gets me man the only other thing I want to talk about is that both movies feature an ice skating scene and they're (gasps) both incredible (laughs) both have 
the both? angel <laughs> both movies have the angel dudley <laughs> taking uh the preacher slash bishop's wife whose name is julia on an, on an ice skating date on an ice skating date they go ice skating and both times dudley's an incredible ice skater um, obviously and also in the preacher's wife whitney houston is wearing like an amazing outfit when they go ice skating oh and that's my God. that and that's all i have to say <laughs> um listeners just want to let you know that jenny is an ice skater <laughs> fill in some context you are actually Gosh. just revealing all of my secrets i know i'm so sorry jenny loves <laughs> alien covenant and also ice skating <laughs> that is what my tombstone will say so yeah <laughs> Ah, uh, she loved. <laughs> <laughs> she loved um, Alien Covenant. Wow. But yeah, that's, I would highly recommend what I, here's what I would say. I would recommend mm-hmm. The Preacher's Wife because it's a great movie. If you're the kind of person who wants to put on like an old black and white movie in the background, The Bishop's Wife is totally great and will serve you. But I think The Preacher's Wife has a little bit more like of the Christmas energy that I was mm-hmm. looking for, Yeah, you know? There's a lot of gospel yeah. singing in it, which is great. Whitney Houston obviously does a lot of beautiful singing in it because, like, you can't cast her without having that. Yeah, yeah. She put a put a song, put a song, <laughs> a song in there. In. Oh my god, I just remembered. Also, Lionel Richie's in it for like two seconds. What the heck? I know. <laughs> it's like he just showed up, and I was like, Lionel's here, and Lionel's he like here? he he makes her sing at a club, and it's beautiful. Gosh, that sounds like a really really solid Christmas movie. Yeah. So that's my um. My takeaway from the bishop slash preacher's wife is uh, do fall in love with an angel. Don't mm. fall in love with an angel if his name is Dudley. Do watch the preacher's wife because it's great. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, <laughs> that those movies, I, I guess there's not really any Christmas movies, like strictly holiday movies that don't push the like holiday spirit, like what Christmas is actually really about, which I'm glad I was going to say like, Oh, maybe movies that are more contemporary have more of that because it's less like Christmas is more non-denominational now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no longer Jesus's birthday party. Um, and so I thought maybe more contemporary movies are more about that, but no, like it's a wonderful life is fully about just, you know, being happy to be alive and, yeah, totally. lo- and like have love. Um, well, so I also wanted to watch, um, I wanted to rewatch something that I saw when I was really young and I didn't get around to it cause it wasn't streaming anywhere. So Aww. sadly no Prancer this year. No, <laughs> I've been hearing no about Prancer. Prancer for years. <laughs> I know one day, Jenny, one day. Um, I did, however, watch a movie from 2017 that I actually I think a couple years ago I started and I didn't finish for whatever reason um maybe I didn't know it was a Christmas movie and I was watching it around Christmas or something but it's from 2017 it's called Pottersville um much like the town in the Adirondacks and it is star-studded let me tell you um it stars Michael Shannon Judy Greer Thomas Lennon Ian McShane, oh my God. Ron Perlman. <laughs> um, We're kidding. No, I wasn't kidding. Also, Ron Perlman's daughter is in it, oh, um, which is cute. But so not a perfect movie. Like a lot of Christmas movies, um, it actually it had all the trappings, including it being kind of awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was so it's really sweet. It's about Michael Shannon plays the uh pottersville is like a small town where like a lot of towns where we live and across this country like industry left long ago and it's kind of half empty and a lot of people are struggling to have like you know keep income and all that and have jobs or whatever um and michael shannon owns the general store and is the very beloved kindly kind of figure in this town he keeps like a book of um people have like running tabs at the store because they can't pay for stuff um and he it's also extremely funny he comes home early one day to surprise his wife who he finds is um having another relationship 
but it's that she well there's like a twist to that too that maybe <laughs> i shouldn't reveal he basically finds out that she's a furry <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wild so she finds out that they're having problems um and he goes out and gets really wasted and he puts on a gorilla costume because he's like, this is what you like, baby. <laughs> he like finds a in the Halloween stuff that they have in the store. He finds a gorilla costume and traipses around town at night in it. And the next day when he wakes up all hungover and he didn't remember anything, the whole town is like we had a Bigfoot sighting. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the okay. town. Yeah, the, it's it's super wacky. The town becomes famous for this Bigfoot sighting. And um, so it's kind of like swapping out Bigfoot for Santa Claus, like the oh. town, like the town kind of comes together over this thing that they think they all share. Um, and there are some like it's not perfect. There's some scenes that like go on too long or are kind of boring <laughs> or whatever, but it's ultimately very sweet and silly. Um you know, it's no elf, but it's, right. <laughs> it's very sweet and silly. And uh, everybody does a good job. Judy Greer is lovely. Um, Michael Shannon is super, super sweet. Uh, yeah. And he feels like he has to keep up this, this the role charade. as yeah. Bigfoot because it's uh, start business starts to come to the town because there's more tourists uh, because there's Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> and like, he feels like he's gotten into this whole thing now. He has to keep it up and uh it's really 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 lovely it has a very like cheesy heartwarming conclusion and that's christmas for you and that's or christmas holiday movies at least yeah. and that's <laughs> pottersville from 2017 cute oh my god that sounds lovely yeah and then i actually i know this is kind of cheating because it's not a movie but um the other the only other thing i'm going to talk about is actually a christmas episode of a tv show yes i want i'm so excited tell me <laughs> i really really love the christmas episode of the twilight zone called night of the meek um it is from the second season it's episode 11 of season two of the twilight zone and it aired on december 23rd 1960 um and it's like it gets me going. It gets the waterworks <laughs> going. Uh, it's about a department store, Santa Claus, a guy who is um, an alcoholic and who is normally unemployed, but once a year he becomes a department store, Santa Claus. And uh, because of his addiction, he, he, you know, he gets booted out of the store, um, is, is drunk on the job. And, um, lives in lives in a neighborhood where there's lots of impoverished children and and wishes wishes that he really was Santa Claus like he's a clearly a very kind person struggling with with all of this um and he's wandering the streets and he finds a sack and out of the sack comes presents that like everybody wants like if he goes up to anybody the thing that they desire comes out of the bag so he gets to be Santa Claus for the night. And it's incredibly sweet. Um, and really, yeah, it's just really, really beautiful. Oh, that sounds um, so good. I, fe I feel like I've probably seen it, but it's not really ringing a bell. <clears throat> but yeah. I would like to watch it. Oh, it's so, it's so, so lovely. I remember my mom bringing it home from the video store. Um, and that... Twilight Zone is both actually Pottersville and the Twilight Zone are on Netflix. Um, but the, yeah, Night, oh, sorry, go. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just gonna say Night of the Meek is is so so sweet, and of course Rod Serling comes in with his wonderful wisdom at the end of the episode, and I start crying. Yes, such a sweet thing. <laughs> Uh, the Twilight Zone always makes me think of New Year's also because they used to do, I'm, they, I'm sure they still do like the, the, marathon. Um, the marathon of it. And that's what, exactly. when I was a kid, we would always watch all the Twilight Zones on New Year's. Oh, sweet. Exactly. Um, Amanda, if you could only watch one holiday movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a really hard question. 
Oh my gosh. Well, it would probably be, I have to say, I'm so, so, well, does it have to strictly be a holiday movie? So I can't choose Gremlins or something like that. I was thinking, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Gremlins would probably slip through the cracks because it's an, it's not just a holiday movie, but I don't know. It's a, it's hard to say. I don't know who's, who's and, casting uh, this curse on us. Is this the only movie I ever get to watch? No, no, no. Okay. Just if you, if you only, if there's one holiday movie and you're only allowed to pick this one holiday movie every year when the holidays come around, that's yeah. the only one you get to watch. I mean, not to be totally basic, but it's probably, it's a wonderful life. Oh, because it's no, really well rounded. Yeah. You know, it's just like it has it all and it's yeah, really totally. lovely. What about you? I was thinking about this today while I was driving as because I wanted to ask it of you. And I was also like, uh oh, now I have to answer it. Um, and it's hard because there's I do love so many movies that aren't explicitly holiday movies, but take place at the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like, of course, your classics like Elf, which is totally great. It's and so good. I, and it's like, I don't want to never see Elf again. But then I was also thinking, you know, the like the entire genre of like stop motion <laughs> Christmas oh, movies, yeah. like, frankly, I can get funny movies from other things and I can get like emotional dramas from other movies, uh-huh. but there's nothing that replicates the feeling of watching, you know, the year the, without a Santa Claus. Yeah, the Rankin <laughs> like, and Bass stop yeah. motion. That's a really like, good choice. I would be really sad if I never got to hear the Heat Miser song ever again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like actually. I'm, yeah, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to watching those. Um, yeah. This this year, I'm excited. I we have a running list going oh, in this household. Yes, <laughs> I just I just started thinking about it today. Like the things that I really want to watch because it was I really wasn't feeling particularly holiday-y, but now I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some stuff. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I was trying to watch stuff for this show, Prancer was not streaming, but I looked it up the other day and it seemed like maybe it was. So I might finally, which Jenny has heard about Prancer for so many years, but for those of you who don't know, it's a, I think it's 1998. No, 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 no. I think it's 1989. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) it's a, it's a Christmas movie. Um, about a little girl who it is 1989 a little girl who finds a wounded reindeer in the woods who she believes is prancer of santa claus's reindeer <laughs> and her dad her single dad is sam elliott oh so beautiful yeah oh my god i gotta watch prancer too yeah it sounds great I remember it being also really classic and well-rounded like i was telling you there's like a misunderstood town widow and like, <laughs> a misunderstood grouchy town widow. God, I and, love the B plots yeah. and C plots of Christmas movies are always just I so know. silly. <laughs> I know. I feel like I remember there too being like a kid's nativity play and like like the mean girl is like I always get to play Mary and you know? totally. That's uh in the preacher's wife there is also a nativity scene with you know, like, oh no, the child forgot their lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very like so classic. Um, Jenny, who were you in the nativity play in your church? <gasps> uh, <laughs> Did you guys have one? I think I was in it once, but another secret divulged. Here we go. <laughs> I was an altar server <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> we also, I don't really remember them doing the nativity that often, but maybe I just didn't go or something, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was more, um, like the one year that I do have like a memory of them doing a nativity, I was an altar server. So I was just like there. No, it was not a part of the scene. Mm-hmm. Were, were you? Did you do it? I was. I was an angel almost every year until the year I finally put my foot down. And <laughs> I got to be a shepherd. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was You're really being, being typecast. I You're, really was. Yeah. Especially, as you mentioned, me being so blonde and cherubic as a child. Yeah. There was really. Your cute little rosy cheeks. Pigeonholed as an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jenny, I have another question for you. Hit me. (laughs) What is your favorite film version of A Christmas Carol? Oh, my God. Um, There's so many. (laughs) There are so many. I just want to honorable mention to the 
X-Files episode that's not a Christmas Carol, but where they do meet their ghosts. <laughs> Wait, that's or it's the, not their ghosts, but like the ghosts. No, they're like an old couple, right? Yeah it's, yeah, it's an old couple in like the house that they're investigating. Wow. And it's basically a Christmas Carol kind it's of. It's a Christmas. It's a Christmas. X- oh my God. I forgot about yeah. that one. What is it called again? I used so, to know the name. I know. It's like uh, something. It does have ghost in the title. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Or Christmas. Or Christmas. But yeah, that's my that's my honorable mention. But my mm-hmm. actual favorite, like straight up Christmas Carol adaptation is probably the Muppets. Muppet Christmas Carol. It's really wonderful. It's so good. My like, partner and I went to a, a candy store recently. Um, so he could find supplies for making a gingerbread house. <laughs> um, but they had it playing on the TV in oh, there. Cute. Like, so nice to see. It's so nice. Oh, it's so great. It's like Michael Caine is a perfect Scrooge. Mm-hmm. It has like Muppets, like Christmas movies that have songs are not usually my favorite unless they're older. But mm-hmm. mo- the exception is that Muppet movies always have great songs. They <laughs> so really it's, like, do. Totally fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, Kermit is Bob Cratchit. <laughs> I know he's so cute, and there's like the like uh, the the ghosts are also kind of scary. Like obviously the um like the uh, Waldorf and Statler are not scary, but then yeah, <laughs> the yeah. the ghost of Christmas, Christmas past, past is like is the weird. It's like the creepy girl with like her like floaty hair. She's like a, she's also a puppet, but she's also kind of CGI. Yeah, and she's it's really like weird. She has like her tiny little face, and she's very pale and ghastly. And then mm-hmm. the ghost of Christmas future or Christmas yet to come is like the he's like a column of like hard stone that's like shaped into a cloak, and he's also very scary. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. There's some I just love. It's a great one. It's like very classic, but it has all of the charm of the Muppets. Oh, absolutely. It's a perfect movie to Muppetize. (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) A perfect story to Muppetize. Yeah, totally. Uh, Amanda, what's yours? My favorite version is the 1984 version starring George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, it's, it's, It's also my favorite because it's the one I grew up watching um probably because my parents love George C. Scott but it's also really really solid no surprises just everybody looks really good George C. Scott excellent Scrooge so nasty he's so stingy um and you know what I think (gasps) that's right so Bob Cratchit is played by David Warner who if you look him up you'll recognize him he plays a lot of bad guys in movies Mm. um I think he he's the bad guy in Time Bandits um, and he's in a ton of stuff, but he plays Bob Cratchit and he's very, very sweet in it. Um, but it will always stick with me because, well, like all the ghosts look very good. Um, and the ghost of Christmas present is very, and I think in, in, um, in line with the original story is very like kind of bacchanalian santa claus looking like he he yeah. has like a big lush red robe and like is like grab my robe <laughs> <laughs> um but and you know when when ebenezer finds him he's like in a throne surrounded by like all this lovely like food and um but when they get to the end of their time together um ebenezer and the ghost of christmas present he he shows him all everybody is having these dinners and then he opens up his robe and there's two emaciated children underneath his robe and he's like this is also what's happening like starving and as a kid it like shocked me it was so and the makeup looks really good like it's really scary and it really really scared me as a kid totally Um, or at least like stunned me. Yeah, it's like it's like um, a jump scare for children. <laughs> just like, yeah, oh god. <laughs> yeah. They're under his robe. <laughs> like, <I laughs> um, highly recommend it. It is streaming on Hulu right now. So oh. that's uh the version of a Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Huge I gotta fan. watch that one because that's I think that's another one that I think I just haven't seen, but there's so many that it's hard to keep track. But that one sounds yeah. so good. Like it just You'll love it. Yeah. Um oh. 
also it's such like a great seeing, story. it's a great story and seeing david warner i think you'll you'll be really like love to see him yeah totally um as like not not a villain yeah <laughs> Um, also, just as an update, the name of that X-Files episode is How the Ghost Stole Christmas. <laughs> it's such a great one. It's like it's when it's in the sixth season when things start to get really silly. And I know that that can really like it can mm-hmm. hit or miss. But the ones that hit really hit for me. Yeah. No, I mean, you know that we're on the same page. Jenny and yeah. I are both big X-Files fans and we are fully aware of how things go downhill after the fifth season and the first movie. But we still hold out love for those final <laughs> strange seasons. <laughs> God, I just, they're still so special regardless. They really are. They're so special. And they, yeah, they have, I think because we also saw it all when we were younger too, even though they're, the quality goes way down in general, there's still a lot of love attached yeah. to a lot of those episodes. Totally. <laughs> and I have to give that episode a rewatch. I know for real. I was just thinking that I was like, ooh, maybe is that what I'm gonna watch tonight? Is the single episode of the X-Files? Probably. Um, Jenny, I have another Christmas themed question for you. I would like to hear it. Actually, a Christmas Carol themed episode. Oh. Or question for you. <laughs> um, if you can only choose one person to Christmas Carol into being a good person, who is it? Oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, for, I, know I know, you know, but for the <laughs> listeners, I mean, like you get to scare somebody with the ghosts <laughs> of Christmas past, present and future into being a better person. <laughs> the thing is, is that like, I, I, the problem is that I saw somebody else say this, but they're right. <laughs> Somebody was like, "When are three ghosts gonna go Jeff and scare Jeff Bezos yeah, into giving all gonna... his money away?" Yeah, exactly. I was like, "That's that's the it's that's the, answer. That's the if, just answer." Yeah, if the answer isn't catapult him into the sun first, then yeah. it's it's scare that. him, scare him into giving all of his his unearned wealth away. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, that yeah. is that is the answer. To, and that's who would you Christmas Carol into being a better person? It's, it's Jeff, Bezos. Jeff Bezos. I mean, it's just like anybody who has like an inordinate amount of wealth and power. It's like just Christmas Carol them. What are we waiting for? So what like we, we can for? get three people together to dress up as ghosts, a fourth person to be Jacob Marley with the chains. Yeah, we're gonna make exactly. it work. It's gonna be fine. Everybody, don't worry about it. Bezos um, is actually a real life Scrooge. Totally, yeah. Like he, he's he's horrible. <laughs> to like the uh, like uppermost degree. Like, yeah, uh, it's such a nightmare. What is the line that Jacob Marley says that he's like, "I I bear the chains that I like forged in life or something." Yeah, to- yeah like, totally. Yeah, don't do the same. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. watch out, Bezos. You're gonna yeah. wind up bearing the chains that you forged in life. Yeah, dude. <laughs> in the afterlife. <laughs> It's a great lesson. That's what it is like so nice when like a Christmas that a Christmas carol is like one of the most enduring holiday tales, you know, mm-hmm. that's been adapted like hundreds of times and it is just about like taking care of other people and like not being selfish and uh not valuing capitalistic like means over everything else. Yeah. Love that. love that for us. Wish it was, you know, better reflected in society. Totally. I love that that is the enduring lesson behind most Christmas movies. Yeah. Is that, like it's it's about love and true kinship. And you know, like Bob Cratchit is the hero because he does everything he can to be kind and giving. Yeah. Despite the fact that he has nothing to give. Totally. Um yeah, it's the Xmas baby. <laughs> Xmas baby. Um, can I, I ask? Haven't, yeah, oh, you, can I, I ask want you, you to question? ask me? I would like <laughs> to ask you a question, um, Amanda. Who's the hottest Christmas icon? <laughs> <laughs> this question is a trap. <laughs> it, it is a trap. <laughs> I'm looking for an answer. <laughs> Jenny asked me this question because, like, if I'm gonna. I don't know, pretend I'm a regular person. I'm going to be like, huh, Bruce Willis from Die Hard or something. Um, <laughs> um, so, and if I want to get more on theme, but 
close, if I want to get closer to the truth, but still not there, I'm going to say Will Ferrell and Elf or something, <laughs> but we all know what I really think. It's the Grinch. <laughs> say it. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say it. <laughs> it's the Grinch. We um, all know it. We all feel it. I don't have much more to say beyond that other than I, the Grinch is hot. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch is hot. Amanda and I have had this conversation before, before Christmas even. This was a while ago where it was like a would you rather. And we both were like, the, the Grinch is the yeah. hot one of the choices. Yeah, exactly. And from there, we found that we're not alone. <laughs> we're not alone. I do also, Um, I was thinking about this because um, I saw a picture of the guy who's the like, mountain climber from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer oh he's yeah. like he's like um he's like a little like Swedish guy with a big red beard and he's wearing like a big puffy coat and he's that guy cute. is really cute too he's really <laughs> cute there's a lot of cute Christmas icons like obviously my like regular human answer is like Carol from Carol because it's Kate oh, Blanchett yeah. and she's yeah. <laughs> stunning yeah <of laughs> she's course. the hottest yeah. but also you know the Grinch, <laughs> the Grinch. Yeah, yeah it's the Grinch uh, if you want to go full Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got to go Christmas icon. Jenny, when I was looking up Christmas movies to watch, I was, I just punched in Christmas on Netflix. <laughs> oh, I thought, you, I, thought, I thought you meant into Google. Like you just Googled the word Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Say, what is this word? Um, <laughs> Would you like to know more? <laughs> um, then I want to. So all these hilarious titles for these low budget Christmas movies mm. popped up. So I want to read you a couple. One of these titles is fake. And Hit you, me. Need to, you need to pick the title that isn't actually a Christmas movie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, I'm scared. The princess switch colon switched again. <laughs> a Christmas prince colon the royal baby. No presents on Christmas, but presents spelled P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Mm. Like no presents, presents on Christmas. Yeah. Nobody's here. Christmas break-in. It's <laughs> <laughs> so simple compared to the others. I know. How well, to ruin Christmas, colon, the wedding. <laughs> Four of these titles are real movies. One of them is not. <laughs> okay, well, I can. I feel like through process of elimination, I know that the Princess Witch is a movie. Okay. I don't know about colon switched again. <laughs> that, seems, <laughs> that seems crazy, <laughs> but I'm just gonna like set it aside. Okay. I also know that the Christmas Prince is a movie. I don't. How know do about- you know that? <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I didn't watch The Princess Witch. I did watch The Christmas Prince. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see what the hype was about. This is last year, I think, or the year. Literally never heard any hype about this movie at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. That's why. (laughs) Um, Well, good enough to make a second one called Colon the Royal Baby. The Royal Baby. Um, Okay, so those two I'm gonna get out of here. No presents on Christmas is an excellent pun. The Christmas break-in? And then, I'm sorry, can you please remind yeah, me what sorry. the last one is? It's Christmas break-in, how to ruin Christmas, colon, the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think, honestly, like, no Christmas presents is so clever that I think it's, that you made it up. Like, I don't think it's real. I think that you did that one. You are correct. <laughs> You gave yourself away by being too clever because <laughs> everything else is like so absurd. <laughs> I know it's true. I should have thought of something totally like <laughs> Christmas, the restaurant or something. But also, like- <laughs> honestly, I was not sure because also a Christmas break in also sounds like something that, you know, you could make up because it is just a great concept. Yeah. No, it's Chris- <laughs> yeah, Christmas break in on Netflix. Christmas break in. <laughs> But yeah, also, I will say I would like to watch No Presents on Christmas. So if you could like get that pitch together. I know. It's really um, good. Yeah. It sounds like a really good movie. <laughs> it sounds 
dramatic it, it also sounds ghostly like is it what kind of presence are we talking oh, about i love that that is exactly where your head went i'm thinking like like emotional presence yeah no i mean i was thinking about that also but like i was like but also <laughs> could it be another kind of presence? well we should change it to make it presents oh. on christmas oh yeah so, like instead of no presents on no christmas pres- presents on christmas yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's a ghost, a, a haunt, a Christmas haunting. A Christmas haunting. Thank God. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That was really fun. Those <laughs> sound so crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Truly, like in the search feature on Netflix, I just typed in Christmas and this is like in the first page, but there's tons of pages after that. <laughs> so wild. Oh my God. Yeah. How to ruin Christmas. The wedding is so funny to me because it's so confusing. It's got so much going on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. Um, <sighs> Amanda, do you want to close out with like, well, I was thinking, you know, we usually do recommendations, but yeah. like either like a recommendation or like what you want, what's the movie you're most excited about watching for Christmas? Oh, that's a good idea. Is it okay if it's not a Christmas movie? Yeah, of course. Well, um, I'm going to watch on Christmas. I'm going to watch all of the Mandalorian because it's all out now, which is a Star Wars series put out by Disney. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also going to watch the animated Fellowship of the Ring and the animated Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. Yes. Those are my things that I'm going to watch. <laughs> yes, that's so those are I'm such excited. good Christmas things. That's, I watched all of The Mandalorian on Thanksgiving. That's <laughs> my yeah. it just feels like a holiday thing. It does. It feels like <laughs> a special treat. Like also I feel like when theaters are open usually around this time of year big blockbusters come out, like yeah. big big sci-fi or superhero blockbusters come out. So that'll kind of scratch that itch. Totally. Oh, that's so great. You? I'm definitely the two things that I'm like these are the things that I'm gonna watch and they're gonna make me happy it's Christmas are Carol which Mm -hmm. is just the best Christmas Mm -hmm. movie it's -hmm. like it's also so nice to watch like when you're feeling kind of like melancholy and alone which Mm -hmm. I think probably many people will be yeah definitely it's so romantic it's so pretty um the other thing that I really want to watch I'm really in the mood for is A Christmas in Connecticut have you ever heard I don't of that? No, that it's a '40s movie. It's or '50s maybe. It stars Barbara Stanwyck. It's like a. It's so sweet. It's a comedy. It's like a rom com basically, but it's about a woman who um she like writes for a magazine and like is pretend basically like pretends to be like a, a an influencer. But in the '40s, like she's uh-huh. like I'm a I'm an incredible chef and I work I live at this beautiful farm and I keep a beautiful home. But she doesn't. She's just like a single woman who's like chilling in the city. Mm-hmm. Um. But her, like, her magazine editor or somebody is like, oh, you're going to host this, like, war hero at your beautiful farm that you have. And you're going to cook him meals and stuff as, like, a Christmas thing. And she's like, oh, oh, no. I don't Uh have any of those skills. Um, But it's really sweet. And I watched it for the first time, like, a couple years ago with my mom on Christmas. And it was just, like, so nice. So I'm going to do that again this year, I think. My mom just sent a text saying, such a great movie. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Moms love Christmas in Connecticut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So those are, that's my, those are my plans. Oh, well, mom, you're listening. So I might try to, I'll try to dig up Prancer if I can, if it's out there. It might be streaming on Hulu. So I'll try to, I'll try to watch Prancer. Find it. We're going to find (laughs) Prancer. I know, I know you and I have talked about this, but I'm really also itching for um, that Harry Potter feeling. Yes, totally. <laughs> it's like this, like the holiday season, end of the year. It's like winter solstice. It makes me want to be like watching or reading Harry Potter, mm-hmm. watching Lord of the Rings, like all these like big epic, like good fantasy. versus evil fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. It's so good. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to watching a lot of TV. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's the best yeah. thing about not going to work is watching so much TV. <laughs> so much TV. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Oh. Well, this has been so nice. It's been so nice, Jenny. And everybody out there, we'll uh, keep on keep on watching stuff into the new year because yeah. we'll see you there we'll see you there have a wonderful rest of your year out there yeah 
stay safe stay warm watch something good watch something cozy watch something cozy cozy. and remember what christmas is really about it's about love (laughs) and scaring people into being better people (laughs) and scaring people into being better people (laughs) exactly 